Hello, this is Coach Lori from Inner Mind Sports, and today's podcast, number eight, is on the topic of confidence, and the title is, Confidence is Never Lost in the Human Brain, It's Impossible. I do remember having this as an opening line to an audience of sports coaches and athletes, And when I qualified that and said confidence is never lost in the human brain and that it was impossible to do so, there were faces in the audience that you can see that were slightly confused. Then why, says a coach as he puts up his hand, do athletes often say, I lost my confidence so I can't do that anymore? Or I tried to do that a certain way and it's just not working for me and I have no confidence. Several parents I'll talk to will phone me up and say, do you think you could help me with my son or my daughter because they seem to have lost their confidence playing in their sport? Well, here's a way to look at it. Ask yourself this question. Can I crawl across the floor? Many of you might say yes. Can I stand up on wobbly legs um, at a coffee table? Yes. Can I take my first step forward? Yes. Can I walk? Mm-hmm. Can I run? Yeah. Can I sprint? Yeah. Can I jump? Yeah. So you see, all those motor control patterns within the human brain are never lost. Those are the basics of human movement. And so when you say that you've lost confidence, what you're really trying to describe is that number one, I might be confused as to how to do that or correct that. Two, that movement pattern was not efficient and could be improved. Three, I kind of have a picture of how to do it, but I need some corrections. So confidence is built in the human brain. It is not simply delivered, and it's not like the common cold, right? You can't catch confidence. You build it over time. And I found in athletes over these number of years working with them intimately that they feel that confidence is built when they have evidence, And that's where our our talk and our podcast really starts today, is that confidence equals evidence. So if you film an athlete and he or she sees them doing something really, really well, then that builds a bridge in the brain to solve. The brain has enough information, it solves the movement pattern, it does it well, and you get an effective result. I get a birdie putt on number five. I get this beautiful spiral pass to the 50-yard line. I get a awesome out-of-the-park grand slam. So you see, effective movement comes with experience. But the problem is, is that human beings, in my mind, confuse confidence with emotion. Now, mental toughness is about consistency under all conditions. So to build a confidence platform, 
we need to have a consistent routine each day that athletes follow. And athletes will always tell me, oh, I work so hard. And that should be a given. Hard work in athletics, especially high-performance athletics, that's a given. But confidence building is the grassroots of all learning, whether it be at home, in the classroom, at school, whether it be you even trying for the very first time a driver's license. So confidence is never lost because it is built in threads in the brain. And when the brain can actualize that information that it needs, it bullets it to say, do it this way, or say it this way, or believe this particular thing is true. So how can you take confidence out of a slight emotional dialogue and make it a concrete, logical skill? Confidence is built by doing, not having somebody do it for you. You build confidence by learning to drive the car with your instructor. Not the instructor driving and telling you what to do. I love these driver ed programs because it puts you right behind the wheel, which is kind of a scary thing. But at least you start understanding this is an automobile and here is the brakes and here is the gas. For athletes, it's like here is the beginning point of this kick and that is the distance between the ball and the goal to the soccer player. So confidence comes through an amount of evidence of doing something right. And yet we have to take it a step further. Can you do that skill under pressure? So it's, it's interesting for me to watch soccer practice where it's dribble, 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 dribble. But I need that dribbling to be in an offensive pattern with defensive coverage. So I could dribble to my heart's content, but as soon as defense comes on, do I really have the ball handling skills that are required? So think about it this way. What have you done in your sport that you're really confident in? Those are your movement skills, techniques, and strategies. I want you to take out a piece of paper and write down the skills that you know under pressure time after time after time you can execute. When you're done that list, we need a list of skills. And don't beat yourself up on this. Maybe three skills that you have not a lot of evidence for. Confidence isn't lost. We can build evidence, but you'll have to narrow down your skill performance on those three areas. So a number of months ago, I talked to a goalie, and the last thing he said he needed to work on was post work. But when I talked to his technical goalie coach, he said, well, this person really needs post work. So it was the last thing that he thought he needed work on, and the first thing his technical coach needed him to look at. So sometimes we do not build the proper confidence bridges in the brain because we avoid the areas that are tough on us. We avoid that particular error we seem to be making. We just tell everybody in an emotional way, 
I lost confidence on my forehand side. I lost confidence in my blocker. I've lost confidence getting out of the blocks on the track for the start. These are excuses. All I can tell you is because your brain wants to upload the right answer. And by building a confidence bridge, you start breaking down the skill until you find out where the error is. Now, for some of you, I know as intermediate or amateur athletes, it's super hard to go from one technical coach to another where that tech coach has now spun your game upside down and your footwork is supposedly supposed to be different and your head position and all of these things. But that new coach might see something in you that has never been addressed Am I a tough coach technically? Probably I am because physical movement can be done in a way that is efficient. The difficulty that we have is that a lot of coaches are not willing to work along with you to solve. They get emotional too and they start really on your case and saying you're not focused, you didn't come prepared, and they list out a number of things. But what we should be doing is looking for evidence. What is the evidence that this skill is going wrong? And what do we need to fix it? And can we hold on to the corrections, not the errors? So it's significant. Any coaches listening to this, I would really encourage you to start looking at how you coach for corrections and how you remove the errors by, in some ways, not even discussing them. Only talking to your athlete about what they're doing correctly and then letting them search for the evidence of efficiency of the movement. So <clears throat> let's say that we're coaching a whole group of little ones and they're just learning how to kick soccer balls. <clears throat> well, the, the key factor for motor control is that they need their heads up. My first designation is a kinesiologist. So if a child is kicking a ball and looking straight down at the age of four or five, they're going to run into a little buddy. And it probably won't feel very good when they bump heads or noggins or fall down. But when I say to them, can you touch the ball and look up at me the whole time you're doing it? And you can go as slow as you want and take as many taps as you want on that ball then they have evidence that it's okay to look up and do this at the same time. So we should be teaching heads up hockey, heads up soccer, heads up tennis, heads up golf for that matter, because how many of my amateur golfers continue not to track the golf ball and lose it in the rough? So at Intermind Sports, we're trying to get people to understand that confidence is built in the brain. It is not lost and can never be lost. It is just an accumulation of experience and correction, holding on to the corrections and removing the errors. So the beautiful thing is that a whole team of people might get a lot of confidence as a team because each person is doing their job. And they have evidence that their defense is working. They have evidence that their centerman can win a face-off. They have evidence that somebody took the key throw in. They have evidence that 
the front of the net defensively in volleyball is working as they block major, major smashes and spikes at them. They have evidence that somebody is really physical under the basket in basketball and can come up with the ball each time on a rebound. So we have to go to the highlights that are meaningful that day. And there is never a time in my sports experience that I have seen a perfect performance out there on the field, the pitch, in the swimming pool, off the diving platform. There's nothing close to perfection. But there is an idea in the mind that you can do it to the best of your ability and then move on and build on it each day. This is why when athletes say to me, oh, I don't practice throughout the week, I just go to practice on the weekends and the coach is always yelling at me. Well, if you're not willing to do some of the work at home with um, your movement pattern, um, how will you ever improve? Because on an average basis, I can watch a soccer practice and see that within 10 minutes, you might have touched the ball two times compared to the rest of your teammates. Um, love these parents who drive in hockey two hours to get your kid there, uh, goes to practice and handles the puck for less than a minute and 30 seconds and drives another two hours of, at home. Repetition, super important. Number of repetitions, even more important. Number of repetitions, only storing the corrections is the way to sport. So this is Coach Laurie talking about confidence. And remember, from me to you, it is never lost in the human brain. It's impossible. So I'm hoping that you'll email me about your thoughts on that at innermindsports at gmail.com. So that's I-N-N-E-R-M-I-N-D-S-P-O-R-T-S at gmail.com. And I'll see you on our next podcast. I always feel like I'm talking to you as if we're having a conversation and I can see your face. So we will hear each other and investigate the next topic. But remember that confidence today in you is not lost. And so if you go to do something new, your confidence meter will be slightly lower until you get enough experience. But go out and try something new today and see how you can uh, handle the new information and that your brain wants to solve for you each and every day. Take care. Play safe.